glory to honor and praise is to your holy name. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Blessing and glory and honor to the most high Son of God. Oh, praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. In spirit and in truth, we worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. We praise you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Okay, there's a flow here of the Holy Ghost. There's a... Oh, okay. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not of his benefits. He is all of our iniquities. He healeth all of our diseases. Redeems our life from destruction. Crowns it with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord has impressed us and not being oppressed or by, the, by the, what's coming on, what's going on right now. To walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Not being in condemnation, but only look towards him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can wow. come to the Father mm -hmm. except by mm -hmm. Jesus. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow and every yes, tongue confess Ooh. that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, yes. That's right. Oh, thank you, Many Lord. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver you mm -hmm. out of them all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's a stirring on the horizon. Stirring on the horizon. But if you will put your confidence in him, being confident of this very thing, which began a good work, and it shall perform until the day of Christ. Amen. That's your word, Lord God. And we rely on it. We rely on it. We bask in it. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Out of the belly shall flow rivers of living yep. water. Uh -huh. yeah. That's right. Thank you, Lord. That's right. The words that I speak are spirit and life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Because there was a flow of the Holy Ghost, and that well, that was it. Also, that flow is still here, and they deliver it. Okay, I just want to tell you, where we were was one of the highest levels I've ever been to. It was We're going high level, high level, so high level. And I'm telling you, that's because we're a remnant church, and we're at that high level has got to flow to you. You know what's going on in our country and everything that's going on. But see, there's, we're, God's preparing us. He's preparing those whose hearts are really true to him. The high level. And that impartation was given to us to give to you. And an impartation is something that you impart to others. 
an impartation. It says, I, I long to see your face that I may impart to you spiritual gifts to the end that you may be established. See, if you stay home and watch it on YouTube, it isn't as, as much that the impartation people got into that kind of a flow, but we need to be. And I want to tell you, I couldn't hardly even walk because of my hips, because of my knees, because pain, arthritic pain to a degree where the enemy was attacking me. And I know I had healing. This was a healing, miraculous crusade. This was a healing. It's called Healing Crusade. And it's totally different than others. <laughs> to me, it was high, high level. Whew. I'll never regret going. <laughs> um, but that impartation comes to, through us to you. So I feel like there's a flow here because of the songs we sang. See, that worship is extremely important to get the flow of the Holy Ghost. And that's why every time you sing, you need to come full. You need to come full to church so that you can give out and not always be taking, taking. You know what? God wants you to give out. And so we need to move this, and I need to do it right now while the flow is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And you can stay there. We're going to sing some of those. You'll know them right away. Thank you, Father. We had no one <laughs> for Sound Booth. Many of our people are gone or on vacation. And, and yeah, people will be coming. But, I mean, we, you know, we had to just do what we could do today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we went back to this. But wasn't it anointed? I picked it out. <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So, see, this impartation, release your faith right now to just receive that impartation. It is an impartation to go to a higher level, to have more zeal for the Lord, for the healing power of God, for all kinds of things. So I thank you for the impartation. Okay, so we all need to come in to the sanctuary right now. That was one of the things that can stop the flow. No, no, I mean people in the, right there. Okay, so you can come on up. We're just going to lay hands on you. What? Okay, thank you, Father. Now this, this, just really receive it by faith, you know. So, okay. So, thank you, Father. Want to help her get in line? Ushers, would you please help her, or else remove them, because people may fall. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Ooh, see, I just feel that. Ooh, there's power in my <laughs> Just receive it, receive it. You can receive healing, release your faith for the healing power of God. Release it for whatever you need. And for a, a higher, higher um, understanding of the word, of revelation, knowledge, all, all those things, higher level, church, Higher level. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Take it, take it, take it. Put your hands up. Take it, take it. Come on. <laughs> hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. The glory, the glory. Yes, the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. That's okay. Thank you, Father. Yeah, healing and youth. Your youth renewed like an eagle. Now, I didn't say that to anybody else, but God told me to say it to you. Oh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we magnify your name. Sorry, it was the wrong song. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the impartation, Lord, for more, more, more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whatever that is, God's going to start talking to you about it. And it's your future. It's going to work. It's going to work. So thank you, Father. Thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, well, just receive so more of an understanding of what what's going on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You release your faith for that. So, Father, thank you, thank you, Father. Such a sweet spirit, Lord God, that God, God wants you to. He wants you to hear Him talking to Him, even if you're out in the field, yeah. in the tractor, <laughs> you know, bringing in the harvest. Listen for his voice when that happens. And now I, 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 I didn't even think that up. It just came out of my mouth. And what's coming out of my mouth right now is, is uh, for the people that I'm saying it to. So that's what he said to me to tell you to do. Okay, listen for his voice and, and talk to him. You know, God's not a religious God. All that fake stuff. That's all fake. It's it's just fake. 
and, it, and it's a mind thing and not a heart thing. And, you know, when you're in that trap, just, you know, God, I want to be real with you because God is our friend. Just like Adam and Eve, he talked to them in the cool of the garden. He, he, he fellowshiped with them. And what he wants is fellowship with us, like his best friend. That's huge. And see, that's where I'm coming from. I know people thought, ah, she's a woman, she's this, she's that. They didn't know my heart. My heart yearned for my Lord since I was a little girl. And I was sincere. Didn't make any difference, you know. You, I'm not supposed to look like some crummy person. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying all this, but people get that wrong impression. And it's not fake, it's a real thing. And you can't help but, but just give your life to the Lord. <laughs> it's true. And that's where it lies, not in a repeating something that somebody told you. It's huge. It's huge. And he becomes real to you. He becomes so real. <laughs> and, and that's, uh, that's when you see stuff start to happen. I need a, a Kleenex. Yeah. It, God wants to do things for you. He does. But he wants you to come to know him. And that word, no, thank you. Thank you. In the Bible, actually, actually means like an intimacy between a husband and wife. And you got to know. See, people make fun of that stuff. The devil has made all of that in an evil way. God's the one who created it. But, but it's, it's real. It's being one with him and making him more important than anything in your whole life. More important than job, money. Even your wife or your husband or your kids. <laughs> it's him first. And when all that other stuff starts to get in line, I don't know why I was saying all that. It just came out of me. <laughs> Amen. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, for that. You don't have to fall over or nothing. You get just as much standing up. <laughs> God, I thank you for an impartation to him, Lord God, to open up the eyes of his understanding to flood his heart with light that he will really come to know you as, as someone who is his best friend and see signs, wonders, and miracles even right out in that field in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for the impartation for a stronger, stronger, yeah, fellowship with God, stronger understanding of the word, Lord God, and for healing power, Lord, for him to go on, the youth. Healing power. Healing power. You need it. Yeah, that's where mine was. <laughs> hey, amen, Father. Every, every one of those things that, whew, that impartation of healing, ooh, Lord, I thank you, Father, that he's healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes, and for you to come to know Jesus better and better and better. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Oh, just receive everything he has for you. Lucas, in the name of Jesus, 
Make those hands, Lord God, holy hands. In Jesus' name, Thank you, Father. Yeah, to come, yeah, to more, higher knowledge, higher knowledge. God, <laughs> God has things for you to do, things he, he wants you to do your job, but other things too, to put him first and to know that, that he's the most important thing in your life. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that in the cool of the day, in the heat of the night, or whenever it is, Lord, that you speak to him, Lord, and that these hands are anointed. I'm supposed to do that. Your hands are anointed. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for that power of God to go into Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for strong, Lord. Strong. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. He wants with long life, wants to satisfy you and show you his salvation. Your faithfulness is will be rewarded. Thank you, Father, for that impartation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, more, Erica. More. More, Erica. More for your family, too. More for your family. Thank you, Lord God. Yeah. He's got things for you to do. Things for you to do. But. Come, come, he says, come into my presence more. Come into my presence. Put me first. Mm. To hear the word that all that you dreamed about when you were young, younger, younger, yeah. But faithfulness to him will bring it to pass. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that healing call. Oops. Whoa. Okay, somebody. Thank you, Titi. <laughs> yeah. You too, you too. Long, long life and fire, fire and power in those hands for healing. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. By faith I receive. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Yep. You'll be in tune with your wife. <laughs> you are. You will. Oh, my gosh. So close. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa. Hallelujah. Something there. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. 
Well, this schoolgirl, <laughs> give me your hands. With blessing and these hands, even at school. And you can talk about Jesus to people, right? Yeah, sure you can. You betcha. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father, for impartation. It's okay. You don't have to fall. Okay. Amen. You are blessed. <laughs> Cute. Thank you. Oh, can I pray for this baby, Lord God? What? Are, what is it? I, we don't know yet. Oh, I, I'm surprised. Do you know what it is? You know what? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> the ultrasound isn't either, or did you have? We we have it in an envelope, but we're gonna have it. Okay, that's a way to do it. Yep. <laughs> I never could know. They didn't yeah. even have ultrasounds when I was. Even my last kid, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Father, I just thank you, whatever it is, Lord God. You wanted this baby to be born. I wasn't supposed to be born either. My, I was a shock to my folks. <laughs> and I'm the one who got to preach the gospel. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you, little one in there. You can hear us, Lord. <laughs> you, you, you have a wonderful mama and a daddy, Lord. <laughs> Why am I calling him Lord? He's going to be the, one of the lords and the kings of, of the king of kings. That's why. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the blessing. I thank you for easy labor, easy delivery, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, that this baby will hear, hear just like the other little ones, Lord God, about the greatness of God. So I thank you, Father, and I thank you, Father, for impartation to her, Lord, more impartation of understanding and, and knowing and, and in this ministry of children, Lord God, showing them how good Jesus is and telling them, oh, starting them out in life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. Thank you for more and more ideas, Lord God, just because she submitted to you, Lord God, to even do this for the nursery. What's the most important time in the baby's and children's life is the start. <laughs> Thank you. And you too, sir. <laughs> good husband. <laughs> good, good man of God. Thank you, Father. Blessed hands. Blessed hands, Lord God, as he touches children and as he teaches them. And, and Lord God, and and just, Father, I thank you that you always make abundance in their life, in their finances, Lord God, that that oh, that they can give their lives totally to you and not be concerned with finances. We thank you, Father. <laughs> and for strength and energy and impartation in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> yeah, good people. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Okay, so, Father, so the completion of everything, everything that's been said to you to come to pass, Lord God, and the wisdom, 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 Lord God, wisdom, wisdom to carry out everything. Thank you, Lord, and I thank you, Father, for that. Do whatever God has for you. Big things. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
for, for the season of where he is now at his work, Lord God, that he will bring, bring, um, bring justice and purity to, to that whole department, Lord God, to all of, the, all of those who, who protect us, Lord God. But it will be purity, purity yeah. of heart. And so, and Father, not only that, whatever you have for him in the future, Lord God, that it shall surely come to pass. And in its season, and that season, he will know. He will know. But out of his mouth will flow <laughs> rivers of the rivers of living water and people will receive it in the name of Jesus. Okay, so, yeah. So, whatever God has for you. Thank you, Father, for blessed hands. Thank you, Father, for more understanding of the word for impartation. Uh, thank you. I praise you for healing in your body. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I came here. You're last, but you're not least. <laughs> more, 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 more impartation, more fire, more, more coming out of your mouth, more of, of whatever God has for you is will come to pass in it. It will as you remain faithful to him and you are faithful to him as you remain faithful to what he has called you to and to this church, Lord God, then he will show you and it becomes more and more. So receive that impartation in Jesus' name. I never did get to lay hands on you. I can come over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Stay there. <laughs> Miss Receiver. <laughs> Thank you, Father. For long life. Long life. Healed life. Everything healed in her body. Miraculous healing. The doctors will be shocked. <laughs> so that she can run her yeah. race. Yes. <laughs> Longevity. Longevity because of her faithfulness and purity of heart to you, God. And what she has given to other people, Lord God. <laughs> you receive much back. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for that impartation. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. We cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord.
definitely. You betcha. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is impartation because I've been at this ooh, high, high level. I've never been at one. I, you can just tell things are escalating and the impartation was given to us to come back and get more, more than one. It was impartations of healing, impartations, impartations. So I, I, you take it, and along with your husband, whatever God has for you in the future. So Father, I thank, whoa, there was, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And healed body, too, too. Jesus. We cry, holy, 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 we cry, holy, 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 we cry, holy, 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 is the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Before the throne of grace. Thank you, Jesus. Mercy and grace in time of need. Hallelujah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Glory to God. So, hallelujah. You know, that's, amen. Well, you can be seated and we'll, we'll go on. 
testing. You know, that's the whole thing. Get get real with God. Stay full. You got to stay full. Um, the lack of fullness in fellowship with God starts to play havoc with your body, and and you know, and just just put Him first, and then all the things that you desire, like. We can be worried about our families. They're going to come in because of it. I'm seeing miraculous things happen with, like, my sister and brother-in-law that I haven't heard from forever, and her being put in a nursing home, and then her, her son's calling me from Alaska. They have eight kids, seven kids. I don't know. <laughs> they were in California, but... And... and Union, or you know, there was like the coming together. The son hadn't even talked because they, the, because he was a born again, spirit filled Christian. He was the one, you know, and I'm seeing it in my nephews and nieces. So it's going to come to your children. Just be, just be quiet and let God do it. And you keep praying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's right. Just all your children and grandchildren, and it's important for your kids to follow Jesus. It is. No matter what you're hearing in school, you're supposed to be a shining light there, wherever you are, at your job, wherever. Woo. So, okay, well, we, we're going to receive the tithes and offerings, and, and you can pass out the envelope, because otherwise I don't usually say it in time, <laughs> but, okay, so anyway, could you put up, put up uh, Malachi 3, uh, probably verse 7, now, you know, even, even the tithe and offering thing, How can I say this? Uh, if you don't think, okay, so Ken, I wrote out two checks before I left, but he forgot, forgot them in his excitement of preaching and stuff. So see, I got four checks. This is our offering and our tithe for one of the days, and, and a tithe, and one's a reimbursement, $14. But, um, uh, you're, when you're giving and you're really giving the tithe, God can start moving in your life. When you say that's the Old Testament, I could prove to you in Hebrews 6, do you know Melchizedek? He tithed. The word Melchizedek actually means... <laughs> giving in it. It's Jesus, Melchizedek. Now, I've heard different teaching, but I honestly don't believe it. I, I just can't get that, that it, it was somebody in the Old Testament, one of the priests, because of the way it reads. Read it in every, every I've read it in um, all kinds of versions. To me, it sounds like Jesus. <laughs> and um, 
You know what? I, I heard like somebody like Randy Greer said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, but in Malachi, it actually says in, in uh, 3, what did I say, verse 7? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, verse 6 is good too. For I am the Lord and I change not. Healing has not passed away. Tongues is real or the book of Acts needs to be torn out. Tongues is real. Uh, we sang a song. When I don't know what to do, I kneel down. Out of my mouth flow rivers out of your belly of living water. The perfect answer. The perfect answer to the United States is to pray in tongues because God knows what's going on. Okay, but verse 6 says, For I am the Lord and I change. I do not change. I'm not going to change. Like all of a sudden, oh, that's passed away and this is passed. Uh-uh. The word is forever settled in heaven. There's so many scriptures to back that up. It's just like, read the Bible. But read it. I've read it 35 times and I know nothing. Honest to God, nothing. It's like, you, you've got to get the, the revelation of it. And, you know, okay, so uh, verse 6, I am the Lord, I do not change. And then in Hebrews, it says, what does it say? Yeah, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, no, well, in the New Testament, you know, the book of Acts, that passed away, and, and tongues has passed. Somebody in town is saying, came right to our house and said, tongues is passed, tongues is burned up. Okay, but no, they get that out of that scripture in 1 Corinthians, and um, uh, it, it says knowledge will pass away, tongues will pass away, and what's the other one? Prophecy. prophecy. However, prophecy is still here. Yeah. Knowledge is still here. <laughs> Why would tongues not be? It's, it has to come into order when you read a scripture. It has not passed away. It says when the perfect come, and they think, well, that's Jesus. No, they're talking about if you... See, people say stuff, and they haven't read it over and over and prayed in the Spirit for for uh, 50 days, <laughs> 50 hours, and got the revelation of it. It's love, perfect love. Jesus is perfect love, but when the church gets perfect love, you know what, we're talking about the love confession. Okay, so anyway, Malachi 3, <laughs> verse 7. Even, I'm out of the Amplified, even from the days of your father, you have turned aside from my ordinances. Okay, an ordinance is like a law that, that was enacted by uh, a city or a municipality. And, you know, ordinances, ordinances are uh, like vaccine, mask mandate. You heard a few of that those things, didn't you? Okay, so um, now this, like I said, it is still in Hebrews 6 and 7 about tithing. 
And then it's in, uh, in one of the Gospels, too. They says you... you uh, 23. Yeah, 23. Matthew 23, 23. Yeah, and it talks about mint, about giving... You get, they give their mint and cumin and whatever it is. Yep. They were tithing yeah. then. Yep. So it's, it's, they're always were tithing. So even from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you rob and defraud me, but you say, in what way do we rob and defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and your offerings. Huh. You, okay, now. Well, okay. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, even the whole church. It says nation, but it means the church. The body of Christ. Bring all of the tithes, the whole tenth of your income. Now, mind you, this is in the New Testament, too. <laughs> Into the storehouse. Now, the storehouse, over and over and over, the storehouse is the local church. That there may be food in my house. That there may be enough to move out, but also the food of revelation, knowledge, and the truth of the word of God being real and not just mind and head knowledge. This is not head knowledge. You can go to school till you're blue in the face and get all the, the degrees you want in theology. And if you aren't born again, you do not know what they're talking about. It's head knowledge. That there may be food in my house. Food, revelation, knowledge. And prove me now. He even says, prove me. I almost cried when I read that. See, that's, you got to have a relationship with God. You go, oh my gosh, God, you had to say to us, prove me? God, I don't want to have to, you know. I got to prove you, you're way above me. I mean, I honestly got tears in my eyes when I read that the first time. That's not, that's not fair. He's a wonderful God. Prove him, but he doesn't care. He just wants the best for us. Prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. You see, when money means number one to you, you don't believe that. And a lot of people say they, it isn't, but it is. It is number one. See, then, see, he can rebuke, he can cripple, he can paralyze the devourer, insects, and plagues for your sake and not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. That could even mean a miscarriage. It can mean a miscarriage in your animals if you have livestock. It can mean stuff in your fields. It can mean your business. All that stuff. 
Um, <laughs> I put here on the side, it's kind of cute, I must have heard it somewhere. We, uh, the devil, the devourer, is a seed eater, but we are weed beaters. <laughs> was cute enough to put in there. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> See, and all the nations, all the, all the people and heathen will call you blessed. Well, what the, what's going on? There's inflation out there. Do you know that during COVID, we got in more money than we ever have in the entire history of this church? And you know what I heard? I heard them say, in, Mar in Marietta and who we're associated with, the same thing. Every minister in FOF got more money, in the, more money in than they ever had before to do what they had to do. Yep, yeah, Jerry Savelle, Kenneth Copeland, all of those, all, all those people. Um, you see, when something is in this word, this word is eternally settled in heaven. Heaven and earth can pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. You can burn it up, it's still not going to pass away. Why? Because John 1 says that the word in the beginning was the word, the beginning. And the word was with God, and the word was God. These words are God. A little pea brain can't even comprehend that already. You see... Your words have been strong and hard against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it's useless to serve God. And what profit is that we keep his ordinances? And they're talking about this one. Tithe and offering. Your kids, it affects your children. Down the line to re for Jesus. It affects your health. It affects everything. And it's, it's like uh, if the mafia come and stuck a gun in your back, and, you know, they used to insurance policies, right? The mafia. <laughs> and that, you know what, this is like an insurance policy. The whole thing is God's blessings can pour on you. And walk gloomily as if in mourning apparel, you said it's useless to serve God. And now we consider the proud and arrogant to be proud and arrogant, happy and favored. Evildoers are exalted and prosper. Yet when they test God, they escape. What? Okay, that I probably didn't need to read that. But I know one of my relatives quit tithing. You know what? And they had a beautiful home. In a beautiful property, expensive, <laughs> like we're talking million dollar, and uh, and and the the squirrels started eating their garage door, and they could not stop them. <laughs> Stuff starts starts to happen, you know. See, but see, the storehouse is. I'm just going to say this: is the local church, and. Ken and I can say this because we don't just tithe, we give above the tithe every single time, way above. Well, we get Social Security, and I get some housing. I don't take a salary, a, a salary salary. I don't. 
I guess I still didn't. I, I couldn't figure out that it was, it's actually called housing. <laughs> and I finally took it just the last maybe five years, three years ago, four years ago. I don't know. Okay. So, um, but the storehouse is the local church. And it's a place of provision, provision, a place through which God's resources can flow. What's the reason for lack in the house of God? It's a, a part of it is a failure to properly, some of the pastors are afraid to emphasize tithe and offerings and therefore not having enough to give. And see, we give out. We tithe on your tithe. So you're getting blessed. And besides that, we get way over and above that to, to missionaries like Ike Akabogo. And when, when those people come, they get shocked. In fact, one of my elders saw once what we had given uh, because we were feeding them and doing all this stuff. And she says, well, you're spending all your money. And I think she thought we were baby Christians. or I don't know what. It kind of, <laughs> and anyway, anyway, um, uh, she said, well, how much are you going to give the speaker then? Because you're going to be low. And I went, $5,000. <laughs> I don't care what comes in. That's what I, the Lord told me to give. <laughs> and you know what? It just keeps rolling back. It, it's, it's, uh. So we tithe plus give offerings. So there are over 1,000 references to money and its proper use in the scripture. And some people never speak about it and the people don't because they don't want people to get offended and leave. But people become robbed of great blessings. And that's the truth. The full tithe is to be brought into the local church to make the church a place of, of abundant provision for poor people, for this and for that, for benevolence. Many times we've given benevolence, paid people's rent. I don't even tell you about it. Done stuff. Paid their car insurance for a year. Stuff like that. See, if everyone would bring the full tide, you know what? I've heard preachers say we'd be raptured by this time. Every need would meet the, the church. We're talking the church. Okay, the church is what? Born again people, the real church. And whether there would be reserves in place for discretionary benevolence. See, it's not God's plan for the church to lack in any area. So people say, well, money's the root of all evil. No, the love, the love of money. And God wants you to have money. It is, if you're putting in first place, oh, I'm not putting in first place, you are when you don't want to give the tithe or the offering. Honestly, you think you're not, and you are. Because yeah. it means more to you. And you say, well, sure, those preachers just want your money. The preacher is just in a different position. I've told you that over and over and over we are part of this church. We're a family. Just got a different position. And we give, we give way, way above what our income is. You, if you'd see it, now, it just keeps coming. 
I don't even know where it comes from. Okay, so it's just, you have to, you have to take a look at yourself. See, um, okay, so um, it's, okay, the tithe is one-tenth of your income. It's not a dollar and a quarter. Okay, see, this is another thing that I, I don't mean to be, well, I'm not going to say it. I said it last Sunday, I think. Was I here last Sunday? No, I wasn't here last Sunday. <laughs> Sunday before. No, I just said, okay, so people take, so maybe just say they make $325 or something. And then they, you know, take 10% of that. So then what? Does it come out to 50 cents? Just round it off. Or I, I've seen 17 cents and I'm going, right out there. Sometimes I round it off to the next tenth of a, I mean, or way above that. Yeah. Yeah. See, the tithe is owed to the church by the Christian, and it's Ken and I owe it to, and is the starting point, point for a lifestyle of giving and receiving. Now, see, this is it. This is why I showed you this. Because if a believer misses a service, you don't just keep and say, woohoo, I got out of that that week. You give it. <laughs> because it belongs to God, and when it's withheld, unbelief and stinginess affects everyone, including themselves. <laughs> And when a person withholds funds, in a sense, they're withholding the gospel message from, from being given out from those who have yet to hear because you want to give it out there. See, see, and the tithe does belong to the local church. I got a letter once from some big minister, and you'd know who I was talking about, and it was inside of the letter was another letter because we were supporting him. That was like giving out, you know, extra too. And, um, and they said, well, you know, you could tithe to us if you want. No. <laughs> I went, I quit, quit that whole God ministry. I quit giving to them. You know what? They... they they preach the tithe should not be limited to the local church and can be given anywhere the believer desires or not at all because the believer is in a time of need. Um, if, if you look this up and look this up and you look it up in the Greek and you look it up in the Hebrew and you look it up and look it up and get all the scriptures, there... It, it, there is no other institution that they're talking about. The storehouse is the local church. Okay, and I'll, I'll quit. See, and the tithe is to be brought, not sent somewhere else, because it goes where you go, to the local church. See, and when Paul gave, he, Paul, remember that, he, he uh, asked for that, um, that big offering, to give to the people in Jerusalem. In the, it's in Philippians and it's in Corinthians. And, the, you know, it kind of all blends together. And God will bring a supply to the Christians so they're able to give to various projects that God is funding himself. I mean, God wants those projects to be on this earth. 
And people need to get it, even in, in this church. And the reason the carpet isn't yet is because we just can't figure out what kind to get. <laughs> and and they, they want you to get this cheap commercial stuff. And this, no, this church is more of a, to me, an elegant place. And I, I don't, yeah, like that kind of stuff. And then all, you know, there's a lot of different designs in it, and it's trendy. And so, well, we finally found something, maybe in Lincoln. Christina did. No, she left. No. <laughs> That's okay. She showed me all the stuff. It's in the usher's office. But... Um, that's, that's the reason for that. But even to the point of waiting on a desire of your own a little longer when there's projects in the church, because the church services people. Yes. See, and after you tithe, they'll do all you can to wipe out every need that exists in the local church. Well, you know what? We're debt free. <laughs> I mean, I, we are. But that doesn't mean that you don't give because there's other things. There's updates we need to make huge. We need a new computer in that sound because it's giving us trouble and it, it, it's going out a few times. If you don't, you don't hear what I hear. <laughs> so we do need a new computer there. We need updated stuff. You know what? Um, but we we support missionaries. We uh, partners with with people who are preaching the gospel all over the place. We've been partners with Kenneth Copeland for years, 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 years. Ken and I, I mean, I'm since the '80s. <laughs> so see, it's a it, it's a privilege for you to do your part. Second um, Corinthians eight nine says he became poor. You've heard that one over and over. He became poor so we could become rich. His poorness was he left heaven, where it was perfect, streets of gold, everything that was wonderful. In Philippians four nineteen, you know, my God supplies all my needs. And don't just blab it off. Meditate on that. He supplies all my needs. That's a covenant with you to meet all your needs. And then it says in 1 Peter that he has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And then you know what it says further on there? In the knowledge of him. You've got to have the knowledge of him, but it's got to be in here, yes. not head knowledge. Yes. All of this is so important. This is going to a higher level, yes. going, going to a time when you understand what these scriptures really mean and applying them in your life. Yes. My, whole, my whole thing was when the rubber meets the road when we started, but that's what I meant by that. When the situation comes, you, you put the word to work. But if you don't know what's in the word, you're not going to put the word to work. So then you're just going to act like the world acts. Ball squall in case it's this or that. Worry, fear, anxiety. All these things come in. Sickness, disease. I, you know what? 
Yeah, I, I could see that I really needed <laughs> something. I was getting real discouraged, and it was going to my bones. <laughs> I was. I look back now, and there's a lot of transition happening. We've, we've sent, like, uh, Luis is coming back, by the way. He's, he's, he's in Iowa right now, and he has a job at Baker's. I tell, yeah, yeah, he might be starting tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Okay. You know, God, God wants to have a fellowship with you. Like he fellowshiped with Adam and Eve in the garden. And you know what? During that time of fellowship, he taught them the things, how to act on the earth. Well, they disobeyed because they got deceived. But see, the more you fellowship with God, the more you get into this word also. Fellowship, though, is just talking to him and loving him, but also get into the word and say who you are in Christ. Pray in tongues. All, all of those things. Um, inflation, recession, supposed to be now. It doesn't have to affect us. Don't even talk about it. Don't even look at it. Don't look at the gas pump. The more, you know what? I got to sit in with the big ministers for lunch all the time and I would hear Nancy Dufresne was saying, it's just like the more I heard her say and it just clicked. I shut my mouth and listened. <laughs> the more you complain, because I was complaining about something, and I quit. <laughs> but anyway, complaining about the hotel. <laughs> anyway, the more you complain about something, the devil hears you. And the more he's going to put that in. Ah, this is the way we can torment him. This is the way we can attack him. They don't like that, see? Because he wants to know just the thing you don't like. Because what you don't like might be different than what I don't. You know what I mean? We all have different things. So shut thy mouth. <laughs> she said, she even said, remember the Israelites? This was not a sermon. She was talking at the table. <laughs> she was talking at the table. And um, the Israelites, I mean, they complained and the snakes came out. They'd been in the desert all that time and there weren't any snakes. And even if I'm taking a lot of time on this, you know, I, we'll get the rest of this. I have so many sermons here. <laughs> but the snakes came out because of their complaining. And they died just like that. They were dying, like dying. You know, and then they, that's when that, that symbol that's in doctor's offices to this day with the snake, you know, is uh, 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 they made one and you had to look at it. And see, we were talking about that. Just think, like little kids going, Mommy, Mommy, a snake bit me. Or what if, what if the snake bit Mommy? And she has to stare at the, in other words, stare at the word, stare at Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. And she'd have to look or she'd want to go like this and she'd get her eyes off of it. Now, I mean, that's extreme and that's, that's in the natural, but what it's trying to tell you, get your eyes on what the word says, get your eyes on what Jesus is telling us to deliver us, and tithing is one of them. 
It protects you, for heaven's sake. I wouldn't dream about even taking one penny. We just give over because that's, that's the fear of God. You've got to love God enough to trust him with all your heart. And see, this, in fact, the more this you hear about this recession and the inflation and what all this stuff, this free money junk, I don't even want it. You get, yeah, we took, you almost had to take all, why would they give us 12? I don't know what it was. Sounds like it might come out again for senior citizens. I don't know. And I probably wouldn't take it if, I mean, I would. But a lot of this other stuff, I keep getting this stuff from, from Medicare. Of course, I mean, we're 82. We have to be on Medicare. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but it is, oh, we can give you free windows. We can give you free this and free that. And I thought, uh, what's your money? <laughs> You're breaking the country. <laughs> they have terrible plans for us, especially if you're patriots, and we are. <laughs> okay, but it isn't going to come to pass because it's not time. Amen. But but that's another thing. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not going to say much more than that. You know what? Even to the point, and I didn't say this, but like, if you were going to build a new house or say, get a different house, and it cost more, but it would cut down on what you were able to give to the church, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> because you, you don't want to make yourself to get in a position where you can't even tithe, you can't give the offerings that you want. You can't help other people. Do you see what I'm talking about? Or blow all your money on ridiculous things that are not... I, I'm not saying don't be in a poverty mode either. Get quality stuff. Cheap junk doesn't last. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there might be certain things, but that won't make any difference. But, but I mean, there's there's things you need to think about. Um, just think, here when you're withholding funds from the local church, and this church, I don't care for debt. I don't even. Sometimes when they say, "Oh, they don't need it," they're debt free. Are you kidding? I mean, there is a lot that we need to update. We came to a church that was, that church was really old. What? Over, way over 100. Way in the early 1800s. Yeah. The place we went in New York, I've never been to New York before, is very historical. Ooh, it was very interesting. Old, old, old shops. Old. But I just think how long ago. I mean, that was one of the first states, colonies, and it's very interesting, and a lot of body of water, but, but that church, and right next to it, just like a little parking place, is a Methodist church, and then next to that is a Baptist church. I mean, they're, they're not just an alley away, they're right between them, so you got to park on the, <laughs> but they fixed that church up, and it is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, 
$2 million, two or what? Three, three to four. But they got the money. <laughs> they had, the money came in. It's beautiful. I mean, it's old. There's a lot of steps. You could tell, you know, certain things. They got the original sign from way back. It's very, but, um, but we want to give God, I don't, you know, you don't want to come into a church where like a carpet in there is, is starting to fray a whole bunch. You don't, yeah. God, pardon me? A spirit of excellence. And the spirit of excellence was there too. In fact, now that pastor has 11 churches under him. <laughs> and, um, and he, he's, <laughs> and we were there Sunday morning, of course, and he said, there aren't many people <laughs> because I'm always sending, sending people out to start churches. <laughs> and it was probably as big as our, I mean, that, that morning it was. But when, when the healing, and this is, these healing crusades are beginning to be well known. And there's many miracles starting to happen. There's one in Georgetown, Texas, next, that will be the last one for the year. And uh, I know John's going, <laughs> but I highly recommend him to, to go. See, some of these things are necessary to bring impartation and to, to move out. And you'll know every single time we go away that you're going to get an impartation. I wouldn't skip church if I were you. Because those impartations are for big ministers. <laughs> We're talking. All right. Now, okay. Yeah, Terry Mize. In fact, we have Terry Mize coming next year to our church. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nancy Dufresne is going up, 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 up. Kenneth Copeland has her on now every single day. And I noticed that when she says that, though, she's... I don't know how many other ones do this, but she says at the end, she tells them to partner with Kenneth Copeland because she said he is paying for this entire thing. But she is in how many, 185 nations or 189, and she is getting into 329 million households in other nations. She's paying for that, though. Besides, though, whatever Kenneth Copeland's households thinks is. That's billions. That's getting into billions. See, that's how much her stuff is going out. And people are listening to it because I have never heard the word so much as you can apply it to your life. And that's been my whole goal from the beginning. <laughs> and it's getting more and more revelation knowledge. I can, I can just, you can tell. It's outstanding. So, okay. Anyway, with that, let's receive the tithes and offerings. And then we'll get to a short sermon. Well, I didn't know what God wanted. I got a lot of, a lot of sermons here. Okay, so Father God, thank you. Thank you for the privilege and an honor it is to give into the kingdom of God. And Lord, as we give, Lord, you said that it would be given back to us a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And God, you, those aren't just words. 
You said it would run over. Men will pour into our bosom. They don't even know why. We're money magnets. <laughs> We're money magnets. And Lord, it's for your kingdom because you know people's hearts. You know that that isn't a love of money so we can have pleasure or all, but yet you give, give us all the good things. Also come with it because that's what you want your children to have, just like we want our children. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for the knowledge of this gospel. We thank you, Father, that, that there's so much to this, Lord, that everything on this earth depends on you. It's you. It's you first, God, and it all stems from you. And that we need to push this gospel out to tell other people the good news and what can happen in their lives, in the lives of their family, in the lives of their finances, in their bodies, and, and whatever it is, Lord. I thank you, Father, that we're not being fake, we're being real. You know our heart, God. And you, I, I thank you, Father, for sustaining us in spite of the persecution that we've received as a church and me as a woman and, and just as, a, as all of this, even from this whole area. But Father, I, I pray for them. I pray for them that you would open up the eyes of other, other ministers and people's understanding and flood their hearts with light, God, for we're all in this together to preach the gospel, to help other people, to gain heaven. So we praise you and we thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you're working on our families, that you're working on each and every one of them. You're sending labors into their, into their path, Lord God, where sometimes we can't even talk to them, Lord, but you're sending labors into their path and that they realize the importance of everything that we're saying and that we're doing. We praise you, Lord God. Thank you for the healing power of God. Thank you that every word of your word is true, Lord God. And as we look into that mirror, we become more and more like you. We thank you. We thank you for the United States of America and Lord, that you're changing things around, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for that revival, that you are preparing us for it. Lord God, thank you that you, you give us a purity of heart to know those things that we need to clear up in our own lives, Lord God, so we can be a part of that revival. Lay hands on the sick and see them recover instantly. See people walk out of wheelchairs, Lord God. Raise the dead. Uh, thank you, Father, for all of this, Lord God, and for the abundance that you are giving us we thank you for the abundance of people. We thank you for the abundance of ministers to come out of this church, Lord God, and to spread the good news. We thank you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord, that every single person in this church will fulfill the real destiny and that God created them for. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. So you guys want to go up there and sing? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Father, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, so that temple, the glory, the only reason the glory fills this room is because he lives in you. Amen. Just Amen. think, his temple was so sacred, but he came to live in you. He lives in us. He's with us 24-7 if you're born again. You got to realize that. Amen. So be seated and, and I promise I won't. I don't even know. Okay. So actually, a while back, I started something with a vision. I looked back on the date. It was January. Wow. What? I thought it was just a couple months ago. Okay. So Proverbs 29, 18, out of the Amplified. 29, 18. See, I want to tell you something. Um, we have to value the things of God and honor the things of God. And that's huge. Uh, playing games like I've had, I've caught people in the past, you know, we've been here for a while and, and that other church, I've caught them playing stuff on the, on the screen or on the computer games. That will inhibit the service. They're responsible for people's lives, for people's healing, for people's what they're gaining. Same thing if you're playing on your cell phone. Same thing when you're looking on the cell phone. And that, well, of course, the Bible, that's fine. But, but I mean, I'm talking about texting. I'm talking about looking who texts you. Uh, the only reason I would ever look on anything is if I'm going to say something from, like I have read Dutch sheets and stuff like that before, or, or if something, uh, there was something that I had to know about because of the service. Or sometimes somebody from the sound booth might text me, you know, and say something, what's going on. Anyway, um, I got so much stuff here. <laughs> okay, so you got it up there, I'm sure. Where there is no vision. Now, no redemptive revelation of God. Redemptive revelation means understanding why he died on the cross for us. That's revelation knowledge. And understanding what he did for us, that he really lives in us, that as God is, so are we, that we are capable of doing the same thing God did, that Jesus did. The people will perish. That's, that's why. And see, we have a vision. And one of the visions was to tell people how you can apply the word to your, to your uh, life. When the rubber meets the road, <laughs> it doesn't say that in the vision, but, but, when, but when something happens, you actually apply it. And it could be when somebody's died. Nancy had to write, the Lord prepared her for her husband's death three to five years. She sees it now, what he was telling her, to practice peace, to practice. She didn't know why. And that was because he was going to die in an airplane crash. So what did she do? And her son says, and he left her with six and a half million dollar debt. And she's almost got it all paid off. But 
her son said to her, and he said to her, Mom, what are we going to do it? She said, we are going to continue the ministry. Amen. <laughs> See, most women would have given it up. Yeah. Okay. So the people will perish. The people are not perishing because they continued on. See, but he who keeps what the word of God says, I'm not saying it's law anymore, but what the word of God says, which includes that of man, even keeping man's laws. Some of them. <laughs> Except for speeding. No, <laughs> no. No, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> we got to get some little humor in it. I've been pretty serious today. Okay, blessed, happy, fortunate, and honest to God, you will be happy. You will be more fortunate, and people will envy you. Uh, will you be? <laughs> Amen. So, see, the Hebrew word for visioned means the dream, a oracle, a revelation. But where, and where there is no prophetic interpreter, and that's talking about the pastor. People will wonder. And they're like sheep. You know, even a farmer, I don't know, I, but you might know something about you farmers, about the sheep. But the sheep without a shepherd, they're, they're, they're dead. <laughs> I mean, they're, and people will wander off, and God calls you sheep. He calls me sheep. I'm his sheep. <laughs> See, you'll wander off into the world system. You're, and you're, you're let loose. You're stripped. You're made naked. And they become lawless. What is happening? It says before the Antichrist, the real man, the Antichrist man comes. Lawlessness will begin to happen in the earth. It's happening. All those things trying to, I mean, Portland, Oregon, there's a lot of destruction in that city. I used to live there for a year or so. Her mother, you know, lives close. Yeah, she, does, she won't even go to Portland to shop or nothing. It's too dangerous, in fact. I mean, they burn stuff down. What about lawlessness? They try to get rid of the police, you know? They're trying to, there's lawlessness all over the place. And there's, a, a, what about, it, there's an example, if you ever read the book of Judges, anybody ever read it? It pays to read it. Because lawless, after Joshua died, the book of Judges, crazy things. They didn't know. They had no leader. They had no pastor, no, nobody to lead them. Moses had, you know, and Joshua was always following him. Uh, and, uh, and they did the craziest things. I mean, you know, uh, they'd say, hey, can we get a priest? And they would worship idols. They just didn't know any better. They didn't know what to do. And they would, uh, like that one, he had a prostitute, and he went into a city of like, that was full of, of Sodom, like Sodom and Gomorrah. And, um, and, and they tried to rape the angels. Men tried to rape the angels because they were somebody new in town. And uh, 
the angels were protecting. <laughs> and, and they're just, I mean, you can read the book of Judges sometime. There are shocking things that happened. You think, whoo you look at that pornography, you go, <laughs> it's all in the Bible. <laughs> it's all even in the book of Genesis. Started way back there. Okay, so it's, it's just like religious teaching. Now, you know, you know me. I, I always keep saying this. For 40 years, I was back here in religion, and it's religious teaching. There's no revelation of it. You know, and, and, you ha and I just see the huge difference. Don't give this word up. Come on, church. Let's move up. Let's move up. I don't care if you don't know how to read or not. I know people who didn't know how to read very well because they left it go. When they got out of high school, they got into the Word and they know how to read. Here's one of them. Yeah, see. Yeah. And it's not intellectual knowledge. We're talking, there's a huge difference. So God gives a vision to a local church, and he did. I was shocked because I called somebody I knew I had to get under somebody, and it was Faith Christian Fellowship. It was Buddy Harrison, who is Pat Harrison's, was her husband. That's Kenneth Hagin's daughter. And um, she's still alive. And, uh, but he, he, they said, okay, if you really think that you've got a church there, then you're going to have to write the vision out. I went, ooh. But I wrote that. I was like kind of shocked. <laughs> so he gives a vision to the local church through, and then it has to be through a divinely appointed pastor. And you have to be appointed. And by this time, I know it's true. I wouldn't even accept it for the longest time. I bet you there, you know, one time God, I actually think, I think I, I was hearing right from him. He said, I chose men. I chose other people. And sometimes they started and they gave up because they couldn't take it or they couldn't, or they weren't faithful to it. See, and then when, when we got prophecies, it says you've been, I went, huh? I was like overwhelmed. I went, well, I was. I was faithful. Okay. You know, because you, God, I went, how could I let him down? How could you let God down? If he chose you to do something, I can't let him down. I'm sure he chose men, but they weren't, they didn't keep it up. And I know a lot of people that a lot, I was just counting how many, you know, some too, uh, that, started a church and they they were they were men and they were they're gone and they died early or became something i i, I thought of a couple more and i'm talking 50s earlier to be honest with you they find i found they found out my age <laughs> and so then i went went to dinner and then somebody yelled out and I don't know who it was which minister and they said since Pastor Jackie since you're the matriarch <laughs> of this group you start start eating you you go first I was what 
And then some, somebody came up to me and says, what gives you longevity? And I was going, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I started to think, though, then. And they were actually writing it out on their phone, some of the things. But it was coming, you know, for one thing. And the one of the first thing, and I could just cry because you've got to stay full. You've got to have a real relationship with God where you talk to him like your best friend. Otherwise, it's just religion again. And stay, that's number one. Number two, she, how old are you, Delphina? 81. She is too. She's still preaching on the streets. <laughs> and, you know, and then I thought, and, and get, what was it? I, okay, <laughs> repent when you need to repent. And be honest with yourself. Don't get your pride up and say, I don't do that. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> and you repent to the Lord. Yeah. Repent and forgive other people. Yeah. Forgive other people whether they forgive you or not or whether they ask you. For, don't pay any attention to that. Don't get into that. Well, they didn't ask me for Uh-uh, because you are jeopardizing yourself. That means you're still in unforgiveness. See, and, and then... And it was walk in love. But say the love confession and really walk in love. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. I still get... <laughs> See, but you get mad. So you're not, you may not be quite there. It rises up and you go, okay, what am I supposed to do with this case? <laughs> you know, takes no account of evil done to it. My feelings. No, I, I've done it. Maybe last week. <laughs> I'm being honest. Be honest with yourself. Quit thinking. And I'm a pastor. And I don't do those things. Are you kidding? I do too. <laughs> you still can get in the flesh. You can get overtired. You can have pain. You can get in the flesh, but be honest with thyself. You know. Pastors and ministers and all, all people who are doing great in my, they're, they're just people that God can use because they submitted to him. They yielded themselves and they've been faithful to keep it up. I got to be here at church. I don't care if I'm in pain. I don't care if I have a headache. I've got to be here. I don't care if I'm overtired. I don't care if I'm almost 83. <laughs> You just keep coming. You keep doing it. And that's called faithfulness. But when you keep skipping and skipping and skipping, and then, you know, even, even the believing in, in, believing in what we preach, it's huge. And so, see, see this is just taking a, it took a whole different way, but it's God. Yeah. See, and we have to value the things of God more than anything else. And that's why we pray. That's why we go to church. That's why we invest in ministry. I've had ministers even say, this is a good ministry. I've invested. I'm, I'm going to give you, they've given us money. I was like, what? The first time somebody said that to me, I was like, what? I was shocked. Because you think everybody who's been called does that. And you'd be surprised. 
Okay. Like, just like, and, and the whole thing, playing games in church, it's dishonorable. When you praise and worship, praise and worship. See, the tithes and offerings, you know, I'm, I'm talking even during praise and worship, though, doing stuff that's distracting. Now, there might be some people who come in and they don't know any better yet. But that's where you have to teach them and just say, you know, we just want to honor God. You do it gently at first. But, but some of you who have been here for a while, you ought to know that even in your spirit for the love of God. Amen. See, yeah. ministry lines, you can stop somebody from being healed. Talking outside in the, in the foyer. Like people, okay, the, the reason I'm saying that is one of those things that Joel Siegel, didn't yeah. he say? Yeah, I was listening again last night. Um, uh, and he was talking about their... What, what was it? He couldn't get anywhere. Joel Siegel went to somebody's church and it was just bleh, dead. And he said, what happened, Lord? What happened? And he, the anointing was gone. And he said, because there are a lot of deacons. They call them deacons. Deacons, honestly, are people in the ministry of help. You're a deacon if you're a helper. Anyway, they were talking out there. And he said, I deliberately hung back. Did you notice when he came here, he hung back? during the, He was checking us out. I hope it wasn't our church. I, I Honestly, I wondered. Because <laughs> uh, you don't go out there and, you know, sit and, uh, because of something and then start talking to people. And uh, Because it inhibits the service. It inhibits the praise and worship. It inhibits. And you don't want to do that, be responsible for doing that. Uh, then, what? A, okay, it inhibits preaching and teaching, too. See, okay. So, in, in uh, 1 Samuel 2.30, and you've heard this before, and I could just quote it, so for sake of time, it says, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who lightly esteem me, I will lightly esteem them. All right, did you put it up? There you go. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that thy house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. He was talking about uh, Eli. And he did not train his sons to respect because they, they were in charge of giving the offerings and stuff, and they were taking the offerings. They were having adultery with women uh, when they were coming into the, it was all kinds of stuff. And he said, and the house of thy father should walk before me forever, but now saith the Lord, be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And you know what? And then Israel was defeated because he was in charge. But that's where Samuel was under him, and his mama gave him up when he was three years old. Ooh, can you imagine that? Give it up. Like you would bring... <sighs> Wyatt? Huh. Yeah, and, but he became a great prophet. 
Samuel did. So, when you heed these words, they will, they will affect your life for the better. Amen. You know, respect God. See, how we choose to esteem and treat God's things is how we will be treated. The, 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 measure, the, the measure of respect we give his words determines the degree of results we're going to see. Uh, Job 23, verse 12 actually said, in the amplified part of it, it says, I have esteemed and treasured the words of God's mouth more than my necessary food. See, even paying attention and, and all those things. Um, God, where do you want? So, so see, the, the whole vision is something, this is another thing. It doesn't make any difference if I'm gone and 50 years have passed and we're still, the church should still be here. But the same vision, and you don't say to someone, well, this vision is old-fashioned. We're going to change it. Once that vision is, uh, this church has, has actually been here now since uh, 1993, but they gave me one year to see if I really was a pastor. Then they ordained me. I was ordained in 1994, and then Ken was born in 1995. But I was glad they did that. I said, yeah. Yeah, I gladly consent to that. Uh, and the vision God gives is for the whole local body, for the local church. It's not just for me, it's for everybody. See, it's not about uh, the man or the leader. It's for the success of the local body and what God wants to do in this city. And then that one time he told me we were a root out of dry ground. And he said that Jesus was a root out of dry ground in Isaiah 53. Yeah. It says that. And I thought, I, I was dreaming it all night long. And I woke up saying it at 5.30 in the morning. I said, living word is a root out of dry ground. I went, what? <laughs> and I'll never forget that. Because that was from the Lord. And I know it was. So we had to plow up some dry ground here. And I believe that may, it took this long, what, 28, how long is that, 28 years, something like that? When we get to our 30th year, maybe we can celebrate. But see, and I'm getting all kinds of words now from like Ike Akabogo, no, you're going to see the fruit of what has happened. But we, and I can remember Jerry Burley, Pastor Jerry Burley said, you're going to plow, you're plowing dry drought ground here and it, it is it's full of hard you know yeah and see I believe it it just takes a while and I I'd be glad to be used for that Amen. someday the whole Amen. church will be full and I I won't be the pastor I mean but but I would just even the fact that God would use you for anything in the body of Christ is the most wonderful thing in the world it is. And you can't do your own thing. There are sacrifices that I've made. 
we've made, even as a thing. Let, let me just read this, and I'm going to let you go, because I know that this took on a totally different thing, ex it, except that I want to say a little bit. Um, okay. I wanted to say a little bit about honor. Oh, I know. I, there was a couple of other scriptures, yeah, too. The word honor, and I remember Joel Siegel gave gave this when we were there, and I thought, I've had this written out for months. <laughs> Since, no, actually for a couple of years ago when I had to talk to somebody, why do we dress up over there? Why do we even dress yeah, to honor God? Yeah. The word honor in the Hebrew means the same as the word glory. Isn't that something? And when honor is not given to God, the glory is hindered. And see, that's why we need to prepare our inner man for church. And when your inner man's prepared, your outer man wants to serve him too. Uh, see, when there is, okay, I wrote some things. Oh, I actually wrote that. If you don't take time to prepare your outer man for church, have you really taken the time to prepare your inner man? Because it hinders the flow of God. And like I said, we used to, uh, I mean, I'd get up before we went to Omaha and get into the word. And then we'd go to that early prayer meeting, you know, worship the Lord and pray. And I'd always notice that I'd get much more out of the service. Always did. See, there was, there was a desire, though, and a hunger that was just like starvation. Ah! <laughs> i got to have this stuff. But we can hinder, if we come to church, we can hinder the flow of God. See, you've got to be in unity with each other. You've got to forgive each other. Just like families. Well, families fight a little bit with each other, you know, but so you've got to stop that. I mean, you know, you've got to. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But it, the flow of God, God wants to flow yeah. with smoothness, see, yeah. and, and, and you want the move of God. Yes. But when there is no flow of God and you really want the move of God, you actually redefine what it is so you can have it. And that's how user-friendly churches came into being. You can wear whatever you want to wear. I don't care what people wear. I'm not looking at that. But if you're on the stage and you're doing, you know, ministry, then I'm going to ask you if there's a, there's a, you know, a standard to live up to. Somebody comes in. This one lady was on drugs, and she came into a church naked. All the ushers came rushing with the prayer cloths. <laughs> and then they went, hey, you, go, you ladies, get up there. <laughs> Seriously, you never know that could happen. It happened in a cowboy church. But that was... Oh my gosh, yes, there was a guy going from church to church and he had a cape on like a like a warlock. He probably was. 
And they would come to the camp, Kenneth Kagan's camp meetings. Who saw them? Boy, the ushers got them out of there. One time, it was a black guy. Yeah, and he was in the camp meeting. There's 14,000 people there. And, and it was, who was up? His, Fred Price. He had a lost church in Los Angeles in the ghetto, um, over a million dollar church. We're talking way back in the 70s. <laughs> and he built it. He proved, and he was speaking at. And all of a sudden, this guy stood up with a briefcase, and it was opened. And he stood up and screamed as loud as he could. We were there. <laughs> and he said, Fred Price, you're crazy. And whoo, ushers came, just like that. And they said he had a gun in there. He said, I'm going to kill, did he, didn't he say, I'm going to kill you? I don't know if he did that, but. Ah, ah, it was like, whoa, these camp meetings are exciting. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And then there was somebody that, I mean, we, yeah, we, I know it. We would dance, you know, to the music sometimes and stuff like that. But there was one guy doing it and the ushers knew that it was not in the spirit. It was in the flesh. And I hate to say this, but I looked down and I went, oh no, 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 no. Oh, there's 14,000 people here. And I know that guy, he's from Fremont. Oh! <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> I said, Ken! Because <laughs> he'd been doing goofy stuff like at Women's Glow, and this is way back. We're way back, full gospel. Yeah, doing, yeah, prison ministry. Yeah. Anyway. You know, you'll know when somebody's being kind of goofy and, and when, it, when it's from the spirit. See, but that whole, that whole honor thing. Okay, two more scriptures and you're <laughs> Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4. And it kind of refers to this. Just remember this was a gold brick church too. And God wants to form the gold bricks. Yeah, you can put it out of the Amplified because it gets it a little more, if you would. Oh, I know. I have been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. See, he was being real with God. Prophet, okay? I will in my thinking stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower or fortress and watch to see what God will say within me and what answer I will make as his mouthpiece. He was a prophet, and the prophets would tell people what to do. Okay, now we got the word of God, but they, they, they do prophesy the future like what's going on too right now. To the perplex... perplex perplexities of my complaint against him. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Engrave it so plainly on tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. 
for the, now see, the vision. Our vision. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end of fulfillment. It will not deceive you or disappoint you. Because you can imagine me being here in this church not getting big. You know what I mean? All this time. Because there's times the devil has talked to me and I've gotten so discouraged, I'm crying. I was actually getting that way again. But see, you say, oh, yeah, but it's not as easy as you think when you have to deal with a lot of stuff. But you just keep moving on. You keep, because you love him. But in now I'm getting these words that say, you will, you will see, you won't, because I came right out and I said to the Lord, will I be dead and gone? <laughs> and no, and it was Pastor Ike in the middle of his sermon. Oh, by the way, Pastor Jackie, he said, you will not be dead and gone. You will see the fruit of it. So you could just sit back and watch. So then when I was Pastor Nancy, see, now I got almost the same thing because she was laying hands on everybody. And she hesitated for a while. It, wait, it would be on John Alley. Oh, okay. But anyway, it was real short, but it meant a lot to me. It was right on. Well, let's read this while she's doing it. Okay, it won't deceive you or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it. I've been waiting, Lord, 30 years. <laughs> because it will surely come. It will not be behindhand on its appointed day. Look at the proud. His soul is not straight or right within him, but rigidly just and uncompromisingly righteous man it says, shall live by faith and in his faithfulness. So that's one of the times it's in the Old Testament, three more times in the New Testament. And it refers to Galatians 3.11. And it says, the just people who are just as if they had never sinned because they're born again, God looks at them, that's what that means. The just shall live by faith. Faith. Faith trusts in God no matter what's going on. And you get faith from his word, but you sometimes don't see what's in front of you in the natural, but you've got to have faith. Uh, and also, I, it, it goes back to Romans 1. Wait, uh, 1. It says, verse 16, 116, for I, I, wait a minute, uh, King James, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ, for it's the power of God. These aren't just words. There's power. You know why? Because it's him. He is the word. Unto salvation, unto healing. What does salvation mean? Healing, being safe, preservation, prosperity, a sound mind. Forgot one. Did I say? Yeah, deliverance. That was it. For it's the power of God unto all those things 
to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed, the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. You got to keep. It is written, the just shall live by faith. Oh, that faith stuff, that's a cult. Oh, they, they're just, you know what? They just, they, they magnify. See, that was in that book. That they, they, uh, they grab it and blab it and claim it and, and get it. <laughs> and, and it but the thing that they, they would always say was, they, they, uh, they worship the word more than they do God. And I went, huh? I was a baby Christian and I went, wait a minute. It says in John 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. God is the word. Read the Bible. <laughs> Have a relationship with Christ. Be real. <laughs> it was a bunch of baloney. <laughs> and even when you're a baby Christian, you, you, if you're really getting into the word, I knew that already. I was a baby. And I mean, it's just because I was so interested in the word, though. Okay, so now just Hebrews 10. Yeah, and Hebrews, um, and it's uh, verse uh, 36, Hebrews 10. Well, we'll start with, well, maybe 34, yeah. Hebrews 10, and we're going to dismiss. Well, let's, okay, verse 35, actually, yeah, Amplify. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do not fling away your fearless confidence. Yeah. What does Hebrews 11.1 1 say? See, yeah. if you know the word, you'll start catching that. Yeah. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, yeah. now, faith. now faith is the confidence. So don't f fling away the faith is confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fling away your fearless. See, fear causes you to fling it. Confidence. For it carries a great and glorious compensation. You get compensation from your jobs and stuff and a reward. And it does. I've never seen, never thought. I could even go on those trips. God's always providing for it. Because he knows I need it. <laughs> for you have need of steadfast patience. Be steadfast. And endurance. Like a runner. So that you may perform. So you can perform. Really do this. Fully accomplish the will of God. That's what I want to do, fully perform it and fully accomplish it. And receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. For still a little while, a very little while, and the coming one will come, and he will not delay. But we're getting close to that. But the just shall live by faith. There it is, the fourth time already. My righteous servant shall live by his convictions, respecting man's relationship to God. 
and divine things. Respect those things. And holy fervor. We had holy fervor this morning, born of faith. And conjoin with it, like conjoined twins, like head to head. You know, that's pathetic, but I mean, conjoined with him. Where was I? And if he draws back, you start to draw back because all this stuff, you get diagnoses, you get stuff happens in your family, you start to draw back and shrink in fear. My soul has no delight or pleasure in him. That's when the rubber meets the road. That's when you've got to keep it up. You've got to keep your faith strong. For our way is not of those who draw back to eternal misery. I don't want to go back. Amen. Perdition and are utterly destroyed. But we are of those who believe. Who cleave? You got, when you believe, you got to cleave to God. You got to trust in God. You got to rely on God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by faith, trust in the Lord. Faith is trusting God, trusting His word. See, you tithe by faith. When you don't, you don't trust Him. He knows it. <laughs> you think you do. Oh. You can't say that. I do too. No, you don't. That's one of the proofs. Money means more to you. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So here it is. Okay. <laughs> That's all she said. She held my hand for a long time. I was going, okay. God's got people already lined up for the help. Help. Already lined up for the help. So you just enjoy yourself. <laughs> Because I went, God, we need help. Yeah. I mean, we do to really get things straightened out. We need, we do need help. The help is, yes. the help is here, yeah. and it's, it's, yeah. it's, you got people already lined up for the help. And see, something like that is coming. Wasn't there somebody else who said something like that? Something similar. Anyway, Reverend Joel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in the back room. Reverend Joel said that. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, something about that. See the help. Well, look at all the people that were. We sent eight people to Bible college. Your wife wrote me a letter, and I've got to tell her. She, I, I feel like making a copy of it because it's a. It's she's preaching. <laughs> she was talking about the. I want to say this though, vision. Def and she didn't know I was going to talk on vision. I got it. Well, I didn't come home until, you know, and then I read it yesterday. Vision defines your mission, your destination, and God's purposes for your life. Purposes for your life. When you aren't in a local church, that purpose will never be fulfilled. While dedication sets the pace for how you, how far you can ever go. You've got to dedicate yourself. Amen. But it is faith that powers you for accomplishment from one phase of your assignment to the next. Amen. Hebrews 11.2, for by it, it says, by faith, the elders obtained a good report and she put you the elder but that was by pastor david oedipo who has the biggest church in the world right now in africa africa 
He took ground that was just dry ground. And he went, God, how big is that? Oh, somebody tell, haven't you heard? Oh, what a, oh my gosh. He built a room just for Kenneth Copeland, for Gloria to come. He's, and he, he was poor, poor, poor. And he was talking to God. See, and, and even in this letter, now she, she got that from watching the Believers Convention, you know, Southwest Believers Convention. But this she put, and it's so good. Lack is a thief. Offense is a thief. Ignorance is, is a thief. But see, you can keep yourself ignorant by never caring, by never getting in the word, never listening to what I'm saying, because we got revel we got some knowledge behind this. Oh, she said that was an eye-opener. Okay, but I just thought, okay, offense is a thief. Steals from you. Doubt and unbelief is a thief. Um, oh, grumbling and complaining is a thief. Yeah, well, I said something about that before. The snakes come out. Okay, comparing yourself to others is a thief. I do that. Fear is a thief. Yeah, not anymore. Bitterness is a thief. Gossip is a thief. Lack of excellence is a thief. You can't be just junk Poverty, dirty-minded. I mean, dirty, icky. Come up. It, let's see, double-mindedness is a thief. Yeah, I could go on and on with that one. Anxiety is a thief. I would say not submitting to my pastor is a thief. <laughs> she said it, I did it. I didn't even know that was there. Not submitting to God's plan is a thief. You submit to God's plan and you will have everything you need. You will thrive because that's the purpose we're on this earth. You submit to it. Many people never do. Okay. Um, uh, okay, she's talking about be quick to forgive. Be patient and kind. I mean, it was like, uh, I'm going to take a picture of this and give it back to her or make a copy. Say, okay, when you get out of Bible college or you, if you ever preach, you can preach this. It's got all kinds of scriptures in here. My goodness. Started in the... <laughs> but those were some good things, I thought, that she had. There. So, Father, thank you for this day. I thank you. For the word of the Lord that it never returns void but will accomplish what we please and it will prosper in the thing for which we sent it. And I thank you, Father, that the fruit that you gave us today, Lord God, will remain in these people and the devil cannot steal it. And Father, I thank you for the ministering angels to minister and guard every person's heart to guard them, Lord God, as they go safely back home. And Lord, that, that you will speak to us very clearly on what things we need to change in our life. Even it's cleaning out the closet like I need to do. <laughs> so Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you are a daddy God that 
that cares about us, Lord God. And that you would totally open up the eyes of our understanding and flood our hearts with light, that we truly would put you first place, that we truly would put our money and get all of our priorities in line. If you're married, it's God first. God first. And when it isn't, it's your spouse, you're going to lose them. Spouse, <laughs> some way or the other, sickness, disease, whatever. Your spouse next, then your children and other things. And so we thank you. We praise you, Lord God, that you are working on our families, Lord God, just because of our covenant with you. And you said that, Lord. You're working on them. You're sending laborers into their life, Lord. <laughs> And we're going to see that whole thing. We're going to see the fruit of it. And we thank you and praise you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, you're dismissed. <laughs>